Good morning. It's August 4th, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. Today's title is Shock Collar. Choose for yourself this day whom you shall serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua twenty four fifteen. When our kids were little, I wanted them to have a dog. I grew up with a dog, and I felt all kids ought to experience the unconditional love of man's best friend, while at the same time learning some discipline, such as that involved in picking up poop. My wife was less enthusiastic. The consequence was a black lab puppy named Connie, because it was short for controversy. In any event, Connie was about 10 months old, and our son Andy was only a little more than a year older than the dog. One morning I was sitting in the breakfast room, looking out on the backyard, when I noticed Connie behaving strangely indeed. She would scamper along, nose to the ground as usual, but then suddenly drop to the ground like a rock. A moment later, she'd be up, but only get about 10 feet before dropping to the grass again. Each crash to the ground was accompanied by a brief but audible yelp. I headed around the corner to go through the living room, intending to get to the backyard through the porch, where I found my two-year-old son, Andy, giggling uncontrollably as he pressed the remote for Connie's shock collar every few moments watching his large puppy intently. There are people who honestly think that this is our relationship with God, seemingly random destruction all around us caused by an unfeeling deity. Others think that God holds the remote all right, but he fully understands the connection between the button and the shock and uses life circumstances to control our actions, just like Pavlov and his dog. There's a term for this called theological determinism, and it was held by some very famous preachers like Jonathan Edwards in the 18th century of New England. He felt that every move you made was predetermined, right down to when you washed your hands. Scripturally, it is clear that while God is indeed sovereign, he's given us all a choice. The discussion of his foreknowledge and the topic of Calvin's perspective on predetermination are complex topics. Knowing that God doesn't function like Connie's shock color is not complex. God gave his people the law as a way to identify sin, and no human since the garden has ever lived who could keep the law perfectly, that is, until Jesus Christ. God sent his Son to live a perfect life, die in our place, and impart his perfect righteousness to all those who believe, so that we could return to God. All we have to do is make the choice to receive the gift, even when we don't deserve it. That's how much he loves us. As the famous mathematician Blaise Pascal expressed, to believe there is much to be gained, to not believe There is everything to lose. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16 Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. Revelation 3.20 But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John 1, 12. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you because you loved us first. In loving us, you've given us freedom to choose our own way, for simply controlling our response would not be love at all. Thank you for letting us be free. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.